Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we all know that the defense is what really needs to step up in 2023. But who are a few guys in particular that I'll be paying attention to? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, July 3rd, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Hey, welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we appreciate you and we appreciate my man Ari. who does a great job each and every day getting us up on YouTube, making sure we look good and we sound good. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254. And of course, we have the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line wide open like some old school TV antennas at 707-654-4693. As a matter of fact, coming up in segment number three, you'll have those calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. Segment number two, we'll talk about a few guys that I believe on the defensive side of the ball that really need to step up and show their worth in 2023. Here in segment number one, we always do news and notes of the day. And before we get to that, I do want you to know that today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And of course, I'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. And before I get into the news and notes, and it's not really any news and notes, I really just want you to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels as he was on with Rich Gannon on the 33rd former Raider quarterback and MVP. Uh, just a couple sound bites that I took away from their conversation, three of them to be exact. Uh, just thought it was a really good convo between the head coach and the former Raider MVP and just some things that stood out to me that I want to talk about. But before I get into that, hopefully everyone had a really great weekend. Hopefully everyone, uh, not me, but hopefully a lot of folks are able to have an extended weekend. Uh, I'm actually going to be working at my radio station today, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. We're doing my local radio show. I'll also be on ESPN National later on this evening. So I'll be super busy, but hopefully everyone's able to enjoy kind of an extended weekend. Uh, maybe hopefully have today off and tomorrow off and then get back to it. It's kind of weird when the 4th of July ends up on a Tuesday, but that's what we got this year. So hopefully, like I said, you're able to take advantage of it if at all possible. Again, just want to remind you that uh, the rookies report to minicamp on July 20th. Uh, that's 17 days from today. The 25th is when the veterans check in, and then the first practice will be on the 26th. So we're not quite where we need to be, about three weeks away, and then all of a sudden, It'll be full throttle. It'll be go time as training camp will be going on. But let's go ahead and jump into a few sound bites that I have from head coach Josh McDaniels. Again, from the 33rdteam.com interview with Rich Gannon. Thought he had some good things to say. And there was probably about seven or eight sound bites that I could bring to the table. But I just picked out three that I thought, you know, stood out to me in a big way. So the first one is just looking back, right? Before you can look forward, you always have to look back on what you did last. So going back to the 2022 season, this is what head coach Josh McDaniels had to say about it. You know, there were really, were really good good stretches where we ran the ball very well obviously Josh had a great year I thought our offensive line improved as the season wore on um you know we we, we turned the ball over too much and um you know anytime you lose the turnover margin as many times as we did during the course of the season um you know it's just hard to overcome that you know too many times and and end up winning you know more of those games than you lose so 
Um, you know, protecting a football has obviously got to be paramount for us as we go into this season. Um, you know, it's something that we've preached from the moment we got here and we're going to need to continue to improve on it. Um, we weren't great in the red area. Uh, and again, another huge part of winning and losing in our game is scoring. You know, obviously, if you if you don't have more points than the opponent, you're not going to win. So, you know, being able to improve in that area, being able to protect the football better offensively and then try to try to be more consistent, you know, from week to week. There was games where we you know, put up 450 plus yards and we're really executing at a high level. And then there's other games where we struggle. And so um, our overall ability to do those things obviously will be important for us in terms of our overall improvement. So there was head coach Joshua Daniels talking about the Raiders 2022 season. Of course, the first season as the head coach of the Silver and Black. And what stood out to him and what stood out to me from what he said is turning the ball over 21 times and the turn the opponent over only 13 times. So he talked about it. Turned the ball over way too many times. The Raiders, again, 17 interceptions between Carr and Stidham, and then four fumbles were lost as well between the running backs and also the wide receivers. So there you go. 21 turnovers the Raiders had, and they only created 13 turnovers. So that's something that I've talked about quite a bit on the show, on the podcast, uh, in a bar location, whatever the case may be. Anytime I get into a Raider conversation, it's always about turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. They turned the ball over too much, and they didn't create enough. And so head coach Joshua Daniels uh, acknowledged that right there, and that's an Another reason why the Raiders have to find a way to create those turnovers. They just can't have what they had in 2022. And 17 interceptions is way too many, right? Three of them were on Stidham. The other 14 were on Derek Carr. That just can't happen. So if Jimmy G is the quarterback throughout the course of the season, all 17 games, one of the biggest priorities has to be protecting the football. So moving forward, we all know how 2022 ended up 6-11. and 11. They've got to improve on that. Moving forward, what is head coach Josh McDaniels thinking about the 2023 draft class? You know, we went in the, to the draft, you know, trying to, you know, acquire as many tough, smart, mature, explosive players that we could. And those are the words we kept using over again. And that's the kind of football team we want to build. And so, um, I think we were able to draft seven captains out of the nine players. So we wanted to add some guys that, that had some leadership qualities to them, that um, that work the way that we want to work, that can fit into our culture. Uh, we thought we did that. Um, we got some guys that really can learn quickly. Uh, we know how important that is to uh, allowing rookies to play early. I mean, it's it's hard if you you know if everything takes you know four mistakes before you can correct it and get it right and get them on the field. So. Um, we think we did that. Uh, the spring was important for all those guys in different ways. Uh, they took a lot of reps, the guys that were able to be out there on the field uh, doing that. And, uh, and we're looking forward to all of them being ready to go at training camp. Uh, they're still working with our strength and conditioning people to really kind of put the finishing touches on being prepared physically to go into an NFL training camp. Um, and, and like I said, we like the group a lot. Uh, looking forward to working with him this year. There's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about the 2023 draft class. That's something that I talked about on Friday's show here on the Locked On Raiders podcast, that that's what I'm really excited about. I don't know what to expect from this Raiders team. I really don't because there's so many questions. I've said that so many times. But what I do know and what I want to pay attention to a lot is the rookie draft class, just to see how those guys can evolve, how those guys could push the veterans for playing time, and if any of them could step up immediately and make an impact. So uh, there you go. You hear the thoughts of the 2023 draft class right there. Uh, leaders, guys that could pick up the, screen, the scheme quickly and 
expect a few of those guys to contribute early. And so what stood out, like I said, is, is the picking up the scheme quickly and having a handful of those guys go out there and play early. And like I said, there's been guys that have reported four or five uh, rookies are going to start. Maybe they will, but you know, I think that's going to be that's that's going to be very difficult to achieve just because it's so hard to get up to speed on what you need to do as a rookie. But if you can have that scenario, that means obviously they did really well in training camp and they pushed some veterans to the side. Again, I don't think that that's going to happen immediately. I think by the end of the season, there might be four or five rookies on the defensive side playing, but I just don't think it's going to happen immediately. But again, that's something that I really want to pay attention to. It's something I'm excited about paying attention to once training camp opens up on the 26th. And the final question and the final soundbite that I want you to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels as he was a part of the 33rd conversation with a former Raider quarterback and league MVP Rich Gannon was about the Raiders defense. Again, we know the defense is the Achilles heel of the Raiders. I mean, they they can score with pretty much anybody. I mean, there's times where they go on a scoring, you know, drought, but for the most part, they can score with anybody. The problem is they couldn't stop anybody from scoring. So how can the Raiders defense improve in 2023, here's head coach Joshua Daniels. You know, when when you talk about you know the teams that are playing the best, you know, the best football on the defensive side, this you know in our league now, it's guys that can create long yarded situations, negative plays with the front, um, you know, and get their hands on the ball in the passing game or or sack the quarterback. And so, you know, we knew you know we have a we have a great player in Max Crosby. Uh, we have some other guys, you know, that did some things last year for us, but we wanted to try to add to our group in. Uh, in ways where we felt like we could be more explosive, um, you know, create uh, negative situations uh, with the front and try to create more turnovers and takeaway opportunities by getting our hands on the ball. And so that was really a, a focus for us as we went into the offseason. Um, you know, we, we had a, a kind of a, two, uh, uh, a two-tiered philosophy in that regard in terms of developing the guys that were here uh, that we want to, you know, try to improve and, and, and help them be better players and help them uh, do some of those things themselves. And then also try to, you know, see if we couldn't, you know, through free agency and or the draft, uh, acquire a few guys that, you know, could potentially uh, do some of those things as well. So, um, you know, we've, we've tried to do that. I thought we added a few pieces in free agency um, down the middle of our defense with Marcus Epps, Belaine, the linebacker from Pittsburgh, um, you know, we added Faison, who was here before, uh, you know, and we're able to bring back Jerry Tillery, Adam Butler and free agency up front. Um, you know, so there's some guys there that hopefully can can improve, uh, you know, those portions of our game. And then we we're fortunate to have an opportunity in the draft uh, to get, you know, uh, to get a few guys that we feel like eventually will be able to help us in those areas. There you go. Create long yarded situations. Get your hands on the ball and sack the quarterback. That's something that he has said multiple times. That's something Patrick Graham has said multiple times. That's something that GM Dave Ziegler has said multiple times. That's something that I've said multiple times. The Raiders just don't do enough of that, right? Long-yarded situations, hands on the ball, and getting to the quarterback enough. Max Crosby, 12 and a half sacks last year. Uh, Chandler Jones, only four and a half sacks, right? I mean, they've got to be able to get to the quarterback, disrupt him, from not only the edge rush, but also the defensive tackle, also cornerbacks blitz in, linebackers got to get there. I mean, there's there's so many different ways you can get to the quarterback and affect what he does. The Raiders have to find out, and Patrick Graham has to find out how to scheme him up to be able to do that. And then, of course, creating turnovers. 
I mean, I can say that to I'm blue in the face. I went, I went to Hawaii for vacation, and my buddy Vegas Jess was like, man, I saw him on Sunday, and he said, man, you really got dark. Look, I did. I really got super dark, and I could continue to, to preach and preach and preach how much the Raiders need to create turnovers to the point where you can see through the darkness and see blue, right? I could, I could preach it to I'm blue in the face about the turnovers and the Raiders' lack of creating turnovers. They've got to find a way to do that. Get their hands on the ball. Not only just break up the pass, but take it and go the other way. I don't care if it's a linebacker. I don't care if it's a corner. I don't care if it's a safety. Hell, I don't care if it's an edge rusher. I don't care if Max Crosby gets his big paws up there and takes the ball the other way. They've just got to find a way to create turnovers. Chandler Jones, that's why I was excited about him joining the team, because if you go back and look at his history, the strip sack, he's been so sticking good at creating a strip sack, and he didn't do that in 2022. That's something that I thought not only was he going to be able to do that, but he was also going to be able to teach the other guys, Max Crosby's and everybody else, how to you know, put that into their arsenal, right? Create some uh, strip sacks. And like Khalil Mack was really good at doing that. Max Crosby's working on it. Chandler Jones is an expert at it, but he just didn't show it in 2022. That's an element of the game that I'd like to see them enforce, right? I mean, creating uh, only a couple, a handful of turnovers as far as uh, the, the fumbles goes was not enough. Obviously, we, only, we know they only had six uh, interceptions, but uh, for the fumbles, that wasn't enough either. Again, they only had 13 total turnovers that the team created. That's never going to get it done. So that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. But speaking of that Raiders defense, and we know it needs to improve in 2023, who are three guys, I'll say three guys on the defensive side of the ball, who need to step up in 2023 and show that they belong on this Raiders team. We'll tell you about that coming up in segment number two after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is go ahead and go to LinkedIn Jobs. You add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors right now. LinkedIn Jobs will help you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Closed out segment number one, talking about the Raiders' defense and how they can improve in 2023. That was uh, Josh McDaniels talking to Rich Gannon on the 33rdteam.com conversation. Uh, some really good stuff. It was a really good conversation. I only brought you three sound bites, but a really good conversation. But the emphasis at the end there was on the defense. And so I want to, you know, turn that into the defensive conversation here in segment number two and talk about three guys in my mind who I believe need to step up in 2023 to show that they belong on this Raiders team and can help them get this team and this defense turned around. And it's funny because, well, there's plenty of guys that you could pick. You know, I mean, you can look at the Raiders defense and there you can go in so many different directions. But I picked three guys and I had some honorable mentions. So here we go. Here's the three guys. Off top, Divine Diablo. 
the linebacker. And he's a guy that I've also picked up as a potential breakout player, right? I've said that before that I think he has a potential to be a breakout player. Uh, he bulked up. Uh, he, he's, they're calling him Big Swole, right? He feels like he's doing some really good things, at least in, in, you know, in practice, in OTAs, and mandatory minicamp. He's a guy that was doing really well in 2022 until he got injured and then he missed the, the rest of the season and never, you know, obviously never re- returned back. But he was doing really well leading up to that injury. So, I mean, can he take that next step? Can he be a guy that is a leader in that linebacker room? Because as far as I'm concerned, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'll come back in six months and say, hey, I was wrong about the linebacker room. Right now, I feel like the linebacker room is a liability. Right, I just don't know what they have in there. That's one of the the areas that I mentioned on the show before when we were talking about you know the weak links of the team. I look at the linebacker room and say that that's a weak link. Right, and now it could be better. Right, Divine Diablo could all of a sudden lead them uh, to where they need to go. Luke Masterson could take a step in, in year two. Darian Butler could take a step in year two. Robert Spillane could be a really good free agent pickup. But you know, you, again, there's a lot of unknown there, which is another reason why my expectations for the team I just don't know where to go with them because there's so much unknown. But Divine Diablo is a guy that I think needs to step up in that linebacking role to be the leader of that linebacking crew and let it be known that they are not the weak link of the team. If he could be that guy if he could take the step and even even just build off of what he was doing in 2022 then all of a sudden you feel like you got something right and you're hoping one of the young dudes could step up you know either you know like i said a, a second year guy like a masterson or a butler or you know even a a, a amari uh amari bernie the linebacker the the rookie linebacker out of florida maybe he steps up somebody needs to step up but it starts with divine diablo he's got to be the leader of that linebacker room the second guy that has to step up. And I think this second guy has to step up just so he can make the team. And that's Trayvon Merrick. That's a guy, safety out of TCU, that I was very high on. Former second-round pick. Uh, thought I, I thought he was going to be a first-round pick. He ended up in the second round. Thought that, man, the Raiders got a steal getting him in the second round. And his rookie year, he did well. His second year, not so much. He took a step back, and he's got to show not only does he belong as a Raiders safety, but just belongs on the team in general. Right, but he's also got to make plays. It's always it feels like Trayvon Merrick is always playing so deep, like he's playing on the warning track just so the ball doesn't get hit over his head. Right? I mean, if you're playing baseball and you're on, and they always say playing on the warning track, that basically lets it be known that nothing's getting over your head unless it's a home run. It seems like he plays so far back, and when he came up in 2022, it felt like he he, he looked like he was kind of out of place. And I realized that Patrick Graham had a new, a new scheme that he was trying to learn. Right, It's his fourth defensive coordinator in like four years, going all the way back to college. I get that. But at some point, you've got to step up and show that you know you belong. He was injured. I don't want to make excuses for him. Right? You, I mean, he's a third-year guy coming up this season. So I think training camp is going to be huge for Trayvon Merrick. You know, I, I think a guy like Chris Smith could push him, the rookie out of Georgia, the sixth-round pick. I think he could actually push Trayvon Merrick. Right, and of course they brought in, they signed Marcus Epps as a free agent, so you feel really good that he's going to make this team and, and be a big time contributor. So Trayvon Mary is going to have to show his worth, and I think that this, like I said, training camp is going to be huge for him. But then also just go out there and make plays. You know, it seems like in 2022, it seemed like he was thinking too much. It seemed like he was always like a step or two behind. He's had opportunities so far in his young career to come up with the ball, create those turnovers that we we're talking about in segment number one, and he's only done it once. He's got to be able to do it. Multiple times. He's got to be that guy on that back end, almost that eraser-like. Like when Earl Thomas for the Legion of Boom was the dude 
Back in Seattle, what was he? He was the eraser. He was the guy that made up for other people's mistakes. That's what Trayvon Merrick has got to evolve into. I don't know if he can do that. And again, he's a guy that I'm very high on, a guy that I was very excited about when the Raiders drafted him. Again, I covered him a lot when he was at TCU as I was covering the Big 12. But like him or not, he's got to step up and show something. So Trayvon Merrick, third-year safety out of TCU, he's got to step up and uh, make a difference in 2023. And finally, Nate Hobbs. Another third-year guy. Everybody I talked about was a third-year guy. Nate Hobbs, he also took a step back in 2022. He also was injured in 2022, and he also made a position change, right? He went from being that slot corner to all of a sudden the outside corner. And while he was out there, I thought he did good. The only thing Nate Hobbs has not done and shown consistently that he can do is get his hands on the ball. But he's got the physicality to play on the outside. He's got the ability to basically run with anybody and make plays. He's not afraid to tackle. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about Nate Hobbs. But in 2022, what was he? He was injured. Week five, he got injured against Kansas City, went and got a club on his hand and went and played the rest of the game. But a corner is not going to be able to play consistently with a club. And then later on in the season when he came back against the Chargers, played really well, showed that physicality. You know, he had that game where, where Keenan Allen was talking about barbecue chicken and Nate took that personally. I mean, he really did. He mentioned that even in the locker room after the game. He just kind of laughed about it. He's like, I'm not going to talk about it, but yeah, barbecue chicken and just kind of laughed at it, right? Uh, but he showed that he can be that guy. But can he be that guy consistently? Can he stay healthy consistently? He's got to do that. The Raiders have a very deep cornerback room. I'm not saying he's, they got a, a, a ton of dudes that, that are, are, are game changers, but you know, and, and, and the rumors out there that Marcus Peters is going to be joining the team sooner rather than later. So who's going to step up across from Peters if he ends up being you know, a, a Raider? Well, Nate Hobbs, whether he's in the slot or he's on the outside, I feel like he's got to step up. He's got to stay healthy, and he's got to be that dude. So those are the three guys that I'm focusing on that really need to step up in 2023 to help give this Raiders defense a chance to be a lot better than they were in 2022. But I know right now you're thinking, wait, Q, hold on. You gave a linebacker, you gave a safety, and you gave a corner. What about the defensive line? And I'm glad you mentioned that. Honorable mentions. I got the defensive tackle position as honorable mentions. And the only reason why I didn't single out somebody is because I couldn't single out somebody. That room is so deep, I don't know who's going to step up. I know somebody needs to step up. That interior rush has got to get home. It's got to be better than it was in 2022. And, hell, it's got to be better than it's been for the past few years. Somebody's got to be able to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Someone's got to be able to get pressure on Justin Herbert. Someone's got to be able to get pressure on Russell Wilson when these guys try to step up in the pocket and, and deliver a pass. They, we, you, you know what's going to happen coming off the edge. You know what Max Crosby's going to bring to the table. Feel pretty good about what Chandler Jones is going to bring to the table. Tyree Wilson's going to bring to the table. Guys like that. But they've got to get that interior pressure. So I'm looking at Matthew Butler. He was a you know a draft pick a year ago. Neil Farrell Jr., same thing, a draft pick a year ago. Bilal Nichols, they brought him in as a free agent a year ago. Adam Butler, he's in the mix. Jerry Tillery, you know about him. Byron Young is a rookie this year. John Jenkins, Nesta Jade Silvera is a rookie. I mean, they have all those guys in the room. So that's why I made them honorable mentions because I don't know who it is that's going to step up. But somebody, one, two, three of those guys have to step up and be difference makers. Bilal Nichols was the guy that was paid the free agency money to go and do that. Jerry Tillery is the guy that they brought back even after his Thursday night football uh, blunder against uh, against the Rams. Right, He was the guy that the Chargers, he was a former first round pick. Think about that. The Chargers let him go. They let him go for reasons like what you saw that Thursday night football game against the Rams. Right, He just makes a lot of knucklehead decisions. Well, can he 
step his game up and be a lot better. They brought him back for a reason. Butler and Farrell Jr. were just drafted a year ago by Dave Ziegler. We've talked a lot about them on the podcast throughout the course of the offseason. You know, what are you going to see from them? Nesta Jade Silvera, he was a seventh-round pick. Can he be somebody? You know, can he step up and, and turn into somebody? And John Jenkins is a longtime vet. I'm excited about John Jenkins. I really am because I feel like that they brought him as a longtime vet for a reason. They feel like he has a little bit of juice that he can still bring to the table and maybe take a little bit of heat off the young guys, at least early, right? But Butler, Farrell, Byron Young, those three guys I'm really looking at. Even Nesta J. Silvera, I just don't expect as much from him because he's a seventh-round pick. But those other guys I'm definitely looking at, you know, to see when they can get incorporated into the mix. But those are my honorable mentions, the defensive tackles. I didn't say Max Crosby because you know what Max Crosby is going to bring to the table. Right, I didn't have to say that he has to step up because he 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 don't need nobody to tell him he's got to step up. He's gonna he's already gonna be step up. Right, he's gonna he's stepping his game up all the time. So I'm not worried about that. Chandler Jones, I would say that he needs to step up, but I don't, I'm not sure that he's going to be able to step up. I think kind of he is what it is at this time at this stage of the game. Right, when you get to a certain age and you start to decline in your game, well, you you're kind of who you are. I I would be surprised if he gets any more than you know five or six sacks in 2023. I kind of look at it like, hey. Give me five sacks and we'll be good, <laughs> right? Give me five sacks and cool. If he tops out at like seven or eight, even better. But I'm like, hey, just just give the Raiders five sacks and all will be good. So that's why I didn't put Chandler Jones in the mix either. But those defensive tackles, somebody or a couple of those guys have got to emerge and help out with Crosby and Chandler Jones and Tyree Wilson as they're trying to get to Mahomes. Wilson and Herbert respectively and of course the rest of the NFL so that's what I got for you if you got some guys that you think on the defensive side of the ball we're just doing defense today we'll do offense uh, another day but on the defensive side of the ball who you think need to step up in 2023 let me know about it 707-654-4693 that's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line your calls and texts are coming up next as we close out the show on this Monday July 3rd 2023 Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a call from Raider Cal from Canada. He's calling to talk about my biggest Raiders fear. Here he is, Raider Cal from Canada with a quick one. Hey, Q, it's Raider Cal from Canada calling. Just wondering what your biggest Raiders fear is. Mine's uh, logo redesign, but just curious what you think. Anyways, thanks. Bye. Cal, thanks so much for the call. I appreciate you. Logo design or redesign, that's not going to happen. You, That's something you don't have to worry about. I know for a fact that that's not going to happen. Now, I think my biggest fear and the reason this is my biggest fear, and I'm not saying that there's any kind, like I believe this is going to happen, but uh, I was on the radio on Friday, I believe it was, Friday with Michelle Smallman from ESPN, and we were talking about baseball, and I a- asked her a question about baseball in Vegas and the A's and the fact that you know they don't really try to win. They don't try to put a winning product out there. And she said, Q, I don't think that they care. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, I don't think the A's care, and I don't think that Vegas cares, and I don't think that Major League Baseball cares if there's a winning product out there or not, they just want to make sure that there's butts in the seats and that there's, you know, that there's good consistent revenue coming in for the team, for the league, all that. And she said, I just, I honestly think that that's what it's all about when it comes to the A's going to Las Vegas because of the way that they, you know, they position themselves. And she said, I hate to say that, but that's what I think. And so I guess when she said that, it kind of clicked in my head and I said, I wonder, 
I wonder if that could ever potentially be the Raiders, where it's not about, you know, having an emphasis on winning anymore. It's about the butts in the seats. It's about the revenue that is created at Allegiant Stadium. It's about, you know, just just having a big show, similar to what the Cowboys, in my opinion, just my opinion, I feel like the Cowboys and Jerry Jones are, are at that stage of the game. Like, yeah, they want to win, and they have teams that are good here and there. But for the most part, Jerry cares about packing out Jerry's world and selling jerseys. And I'm not – don't get it twisted. Please do not go back and say Q thinks that the Raiders, that's all they care about. That is not what I'm saying at all. My biggest fear is that at some stage of the game, if they don't win sooner rather than later, it may either look like that or it may come to that. And really closer to it may look like that. And I've said it from the jump. Before they ever played a game in Allegiant Stadium, I said if they don't win, it's just going to be another uh, – another um, like. Uh, what's the word for it? I, I forget the word now. It, it'd just be another show on the Las Vegas Strip. Um, what is it? Residency. That's what it is. Jeez, that was the word I was looking for. Residency. If they don't win, and I said this way back before they ever played a game at Allegiant, if they don't find a way to consistently win, then it's going to be another residency. Just like you see artists that go to Vegas and they, they'll get their residency, like Usher. You know, he's got a residency. Like, Celine Dion had a residency. Uh, you know, who else? Like, J-Lo had a residency. I mean, anyone. And a lot of times I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that artist is going there to die, right? And, and I don't mean die physically, just kind of like that's where their career goes. Oh, okay, got a residency in Las Vegas. That's cool, right? And that's, that's what I don't want the Raiders to become. That's what I'm afraid Allegiant Stadium will become. It'll be another residency on the Las Vegas Strip if they don't find a way to get in there and consistently win. That's Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler's number one job is to put a winner in that building so it doesn't become what I just mentioned. So thank you so much, Raider Cal, from that call. I definitely appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Stabler's Ghost. He says, AQ, it's Stabler's Ghost from the 413. I just heard Big Nate from Cali call in. First off, a Steelers fan who knows as much and is so positive about the Raiders is a cool guy in my book. To hear his story makes me like this guy even more. The nation is family, and as far as I'm concerned, Big Nate is family. I'm sure I speak for all of us when I say we got your, we got your six, big guy. We got your, uh, we got your back, big guy. Keep calling in because I look forward to your input, and it's so appreciated and important to what happens on Q's show. You make me want to root for the Steelers, bro. Anyway, Q, I just wanted to chime in and say Big Nate rules, and I wish him the absolute best, as I'm sure everyone who listens does as well. Anyways, as always, Raiders. That's from Stabler's Ghost. And yeah, I have I I've, I share the same sentiment sentiments. And that's why I mentioned that on uh, on Friday's show. Like Big Nate is family to me as far as I'm concerned. Right. I appreciate all the feedback that he has on the show. I appreciate the fact that he listens to the show. But again, like you mentioned, he has feedback, uh, good, bad, whatever the case may be. But it's like I said, it's, it's 99 percent of the time pretty positive and, you know, not as down as a lot of Raider fans are on this team. So uh, thank you so much, Stabler's Ghost, and big shout-out to my guy, Big Nate. Up next, got a call from Raider Rob in Southwest Florida. He's calling to speak on why he thinks the Derek Carr conversation and his name in general is so polarizing. Here he is, Raider Rob in Southwest Florida. Hey, Q. Raider Rob in Southwest Florida. Hey, just my two cents on why this Derek Carr issue seems to be so polarizing within Raider Nation. I think if the Raiders had signed A.A. Ron or got Lamar, I think there'd be very little chatter with regard to D.C. But because, and this is my opinion, I feel like the Raiders took a step down in acquiring Jimmy G. Um, I think people, the fan base, maybe they feel the same way. They feel like uh, the 
organization kind of let them down and that they're not serious about winning. Um, don't get me wrong, when Jimmy G is healthy, he's, he's a good quarterback. But he is he a great quarterback? I don't think so. Um, and had they given Derek Carr a second year in that offense, I mean, he's shown in the past that in the second year, things clicked a little more, but I guess we'll never know. But like I said, um, I think it's because they didn't land somebody really big, and it seems to me like Jimmy D was plan B. Anyway, love the show. Love what you do. Take care. Raiders. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, you know, I really hadn't looked at it like that. If the Raiders had brought in a big-time uh, free agent or traded for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, like you mentioned, or maybe even drafted a quarterback, you know, a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, whatever the case may be, someone that the fan base could get excited about, it might be a lot easier to not talk about the former quarterback and instead just kind of look forward. Instead, the fact that the Raiders have a fourth-round pick in Aiden O'Connell as the quarterback that they selected it kind of gives you pause. And even myself, when I say, yeah, I think, you know, he's going to probably be a backup quarterback at best. I mean, we just really don't know. Maybe he turns into something. Maybe he develops into something. Who knows? But I can see if they had gone and got like Aaron Rodgers, like you mentioned, or someone with a big time name, I can see the fan base getting pretty excited. But since they got Jimmy G and just the, the injury history with Jimmy G and the big unknown with Jimmy G makes it hard to just get all on board and say, yes, this guy is going to get it done just because, again, you really don't know. But Raider Rob, thanks so much for that call. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, up next, we got time for one more text. We'll take it from Raider Reggie from Pomona. What up, Q? This is Raider Reg from Pomona. I'm just going to call it like I've been hearing it from the nation. Y'all sound like some straight-up busters, but I want to say female dogs, but I'll explain. Last year, everybody was excited with high expectations because of, well, you guys know. Now this year, y'all tiptoeing around having expectations because of what? We lost three, maybe five games we should have won, right? Now, did we or did we not get better, huh? Yes or yes? I'll start with the O-line, better. Receivers, better. Quarterback, whether you want to believe in Jimmy G or not, a better winner. And a McDaniels guy. There will be no restrictions with play calling. Defense, y'all heard Max and how he's... Bringing uh, guys along, doing extras, which creates bonds and unity and a culture of dogs. I believe the D-line and secondary unit improved. I'm silently optimistic about the linebacker unit. It's the second year in the system for the offense and the defense under Patrick Graham. Hell, the overall team is freaking better. So what's y'all hesitancy? Y'all don't want to set your feelings and emotions up for a letdown? Uh, regardless of my expectations, the loss is going to burn either way with me. So I ain't scared to say we're a better overall team, and I truly believe that. Yeah, health will play a major part in the upcoming season, but when is that not the case? Y'all need to stop tripping because there's a lot to be excited about, and if we have some of those close games go our way, we could be looking at double-digit wins. Keep doing your thing, peace. Uh, Q, peace. That's from uh, Raider Ridge from Pomona. And yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. What I'm saying when I say that I don't know what to expect, last year I expected 10 or 11 wins. That, like, that was my expectations. And then I realized how difficult it was to get 10 or 11 wins as they ended up with six. And, yeah, those close games went against the Raiders. In 2021, those close games went for the Raiders. So what's going to happen in 2023? We're not sure. I'm not sure. I can only speak for myself. And I can only speak for myself when I say that I don't know what to expect from this team because I don't. There's so many questions. Hell, the starting quarterback's injured right now. Now, I think in, you know, 20-something days, he'll probably be ready for training camp. But what if he's not? Then all of a sudden, you know, you can't, you can't go into the season and say, oh, you got the backup quarterback, everything will be fine. No, not really. And then you have a rookie quarterback, and Aiden O'Connell came out of the fourth round. You can't expect him to play right away. 
If you put him in right away, what's the expectation of the team? So that's the thing. And then the other thing that makes me say I don't know what to expect is the, the Raiders' defense. You say it's better and improved. They drafted a lot of guys, six out of nine guys they drafted uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They signed guys in free agents like Marcus Epps, Robert Spillane, Faceon, Duke Shelley, guys like that, probably uh, Marcus Peters. But are they all going to come together? So, again, it's another question. When as I would normally throw an expectation out there because I would feel like I have a really good pulse and a really good idea of what to expect from the team. But honestly, I don't. And I'm not going to lie to you and blow smoke up your backside. Like, I would never do that and say, oh, man, I expect this team to be great. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're not. So it's not about saving my feelings. It's not as about, you know, it's not about putting a number out there and then being disappointed. It's be about me being honest with you and saying, I genuinely don't know. I don't have expectations. I'm not going to just throw something against the wall and hope that it sticks. I genuinely don't know. Now, again, we're 20-something days out from training camp, so you might get to training camp. I might be out there on the on the blacktop watching them practice and say, you know what? They got us something going on here. You know, Jimmy G looks good. The defense is making plays. Tyree Wilson is out there. Like, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of youth on this team, so you got to expect them to, to come along and gel as quickly as possible, but you don't know if that's possible. You don't know if it's going to happen. So that's why there's a lot of questions. So for me, that's why I don't know what to expect. I really don't because I feel like there's more questions than I can answer for you right now. And that's, to me, I take that job very seriously that I have to deliver what I believe is the honest-to-God truth. And right now, I can't do that. That's why my expectations, I don't know. Again, at some point in training camp, I'm sure I'll be able to come up with something. But right now, I just don't have it. Now, I can't answer for everybody else, but that's my reasoning. So thank you, Raider Reggie, for that. I do appreciate you. We still got a call from Wine Country Raider, a text from Southern Indiana Raider. We'll get those on tomorrow's show, plus more. Plus, we'll have more news and notes of the day. Again, it's July 3rd. If you're getting some time off, uh, great. If you're not, well, that's okay, too. Don't worry about it. Fourth of July is coming up tomorrow, so there'll be some celebrations. But I will have a show leading into the Fourth of July celebrations as well as we honor uh, the USA. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.